Hey Geekscapists, before we start the episode, I wanted to take five minutes and introduce you to my good friend Tobin Addington, who I've known since grad school, and the reason that I have him right now over Skype to talk to you for the next few minutes before we start the episode is to tell you all about his brand new podcast, The Contenders. So, Tobin, introduce yourself to the uh, Geekscapists. Yeah, so my name, as you say, my name's Tobin. We've known each other for a long time now. (laughs) Uh, We go back. Um, And you're the first person I ever knew who was doing podcasts, uh, which is cool. And and so you sort of, yeah, I don't know, you blazed the trail and I'm finally catching up. How long have you been doing uh, any podcasting? Well, the last two years, I've been guesting on a, on a bunch of shows and um, uh, f- friends here in town and, and former students of mine who've started a, <laughs> podcast empires of their own. So Tobin and uh, I have a bit of a parallel journey. We're, we're, we both went to a grad school together uh, for film, and then we found ourselves like making films, working on other things, writing a ton, and right. being college professors. Right. And so we, we like you're locking down the East Coast. I'm locking down the West Coast. And where are you living now? Now I'm in Montana. But I was I was locking down the East Coast oh. for a long time. When did you move to Montana? Like three years ago. Some friend I turned out to be. <laughs> it's not just you, man. Are, the Geekscapers <laughs> are like, yep, that's our yeah. that's our host. Um, <laughs> you moved. You're where are you? I'm in Missoula. That's we yeah. I moved to where I grew up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you were teaching college in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yep. just outside yep. New York. For like Ten years. Yeah, yep. And then yeah, we were, we were living in Brooklyn. We we're living in Brooklyn. I was commu- commuting to Jersey to teach. Yep. <laughs> you don't want to do that anymore. Um, <laughs> like Missoula must be super nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, it's really cool. And, yeah, and we we've, we've got two little kids, and it's you know both both their sets of grandparents are here, so it's it's like family central. Buddy, that's awesome, and I bet it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, today it's really, really gray because it's snowy and rainy, but it's still, it's still pretty. Okay, and um, you're able to do your writing. I'm sure, like the commute and the lack of people, <laughs> it really helps your mindset when you like sit down to like want to create. Where are you teaching now? So I teach at the University of Montana here in town. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So my, so my 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 commute went from like over the Brooklyn Bridge, an hour and a half each way to like 12 minutes door to door oh my god that's so awesome yeah yeah Yeah, it's pretty great and geekscape you can't see this because we're video chatting on skype and you're only getting the audio but tobin's got got all in like like he he guesting on friends podcasts and other podcasts has only wet the appetite because now he has his brand new podcast it launches this week uh on tuesday it's called the contenders and he's actually recording the uh, the podcast with his sister, Aislinn, who I know. That's right. And uh, tell me the, about the podcast. Talk to the Geeks campus about the podcast and where the idea came from. Yeah. So um, so my sister, Aislinn, is a, a few years younger than I am, and she runs a, a, a women's center at a university in um, Oregon. And uh, she spent she's she came to work on films. You met her when she came to New York mm-hmm. to work on my films there, and so she's and she has excellent taste and keeps me in check uh, uh, always. Um, and so we decided we wanted to do a, a podcast about uh, f- movies that are have, were directed by or or uh, star women who are sort sort of fearless women, right? Women who refuse to play by the rules. That's kind of the kind of the pitch. Mm-hmm. And and so we're talking everything from our, you know in our first our first run we're going to do Wonder Woman, we're going to do Spy, we're going to do Waitress, we're going to do you know any anything particularly movies directed by women, but also movies that uh, historically have had uh, you know have had strong fearless women at their at their center uh, as a way to sort of you know it's like the Venn diagram of my uh, of Iceland and my interests because. Like Spy is a Paul Fig movie, right? Right. But I love Spy. I think yeah. that's my favorite Melissa McCarthy or Paul Fig movie. I think it's an awesome movie. It's so it, good. It's so it works as both a a comedy and a spy movie. Yeah, like a, and I think it gets like dismissed movie. really quickly. And that is my favorite favorite Paul Fig movie. I mm-hmm. think it's awesome. Um, and so, so you guys aren't just going deep film school cuts. You guys are are also doing a lot of the Hollywood stuff. 
Yes, mostly, we're going to start with mostly recent stuff, stuff from the last probably 10, 15 years. We've got um, the the podcast empire that we <laughs> that we, we were working with, the Cage Club Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Um, their focus is a little bit more current. Um, so we're going to start there, and then as we go, we're going to, we're gonna, as we establish ourselves, then we'll start reaching back back farther into film history. Uh, but for the beginning anyway, we're going to stick to stick to more contemporary stuff. That's awesome, and yeah. you said that Iceland keeps you uh, honest. Um, yeah. And I mispronounced her name earlier. Sorry, Iceland. Um, but y- y- in what ways does she keep you honest? And what kind of stuff do you like to watch regularly? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just mean that that she'll um, she doesn't let me get away with like you know like there's like film school BS that we You're talking do about sometimes. Snobbery. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, the geeks gave us no. I shook that snobbery years ago, yeah. and, and I don't, and I don't, I don't have a ton of it anymore. Um, uh, but I think that I think that she's, you know, she doesn't let me get away with anything. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like it's a, the way that the way that siblings do, you know. So, uh, yeah, as when as listeners will hear, you uh, she knocks you down a couple of pegs. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I think that's only appropriate for that podcast and the fact that it's 2018 and the whole movement. Is going female. I probably shouldn't even have you as the guest. She should be here talking yeah, to right. you about it. I think it's, you know yeah. what? It says a lot about how much further things have to go that I am talking to the male co host <laughs> of a female centric film podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jonathan, you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not, no, not at all. I, we, you know, we know, we, we know each other more, right. but I am, she would, she would, she would love to, I should be very excited that I, that we're having this conversation. She's a, a big fan of yours too. We're going to have a lot of guests on too. And we're going to, you know, we, we, we run every other week. So we're, we're going to be every other Tuesday starting February 2nd. And on the off week, sometimes we're going to have interviews February with 6th. February 6th. Sorry. What did I say? Right. Second, which is today. Oh man. Oh man. It's today. It's That's good. why I was bad. Yeah. Every other Tuesday, starting February sixth, and we'll uh, on the off week. Sometimes we'll have we'll have uh, interviews with um, female filmmakers oh, uh, cool. to sort of round 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 that out too. Once in a while, so yeah, so I'm I'm excited. Any chance you will reach back to some of our peers from school and see if they can come on the show? Some of our peers have already been uh, requested for both interviews and to be to be uh, guests on a, an occasional episode. So a lot of the women we went to film school with are going to show up on this uh, on the show. That's awesome. Any hints? Yeah. Uh, the, the, yes, for sure. Yeah, if if um, your listeners have not checked out a movie called The Leveling from last year by our friend Hope Hope Dixon Leach, we're gonna do that movie on the show, and then on on the the following week, we're gonna um, have an interview with her. In The Leveling, uh, Geekscape is it went to Toronto, it uh, won all sorts of awards. Hope is awesome, and I'm pretty excited. And, and it's got uh, one of the actresses from Game of Thrones. Right. It's not just like a, a super indie. I mean, it is a super indie film, and it did come out of a big labor of love. But uh, but it's not one of these where you're like, I won't know anybody in the movie. Right. I mean, I'll be into this. Like, Hope kicked ass. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited to talk to her about it. Yeah. And Geekscape is you should know about this stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you're a film, so Geekscape is basically if you're a film fan, and especially if you're a female film fan, this is the podcast for you. Uh, the Contenders, again, it launches this week. February 6th, it goes every other week, but you can probably find it on, you'll, I mean, you'll be able to find it on iTunes. It'll be everywhere. On, everywhere, all the iTunes, podcasters. Stitcher, everywhere, yep, yep. Cool, so Geekscape is look for that, subscribe, tell Tobin and Eisen hello, leave them a little comment, and maybe suggest a couple filmmakers of your own that you want them to seek out, because sure. we are really getting into that age where... Uh, I know I'm losing jobs to them, <laughs> and it's okay. Like well, you know, you will survive. Yep, yep. that's right. Um, there is room enough for everybody. That's right. Um, especially um, new and divergent ideas. Yeah, you know? for I just sure. remember points being, of view, and yeah, I remember being in a screening with a, a bunch of executives, and I won't name the studio, but I was working at the marketing department and seeing a, a film that wasn't a female film, it was a, it was, but it was an African American film. African-American subject matter, African-American filmmaker, everyone else was white. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. And I'm, and, and I'm sitting here watching them like fist bump each other yeah. in whoop whoop. <laughs> and I'm like, right, right. You, you effing nerds. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, no, it's true. And part of the part of the impetus for the show is I was in a doing a round of pitching about a year and a half ago, and was pitching a project that had a female lead, and they kept talking about that being one of the the sort of hurdles for the movie. Mm. You know, it was period and it had a female lead, and that was two two strikes against it. Yeah, I thought oh, this is crazy. Twenty seventeen, but here we are. We'll, we'll 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 see. I think you guys are doing something great. And when I saw that you posted that you're going to start up a podcast, I jumped at the ability to have uh, my audience learn about you. So Geekscape is again. It's called the Contenders. I think what Tobin and Island are doing is pretty important. If you're a film fan, definitely jump on it. Listen to the first couple episodes. And subscribe. Leave them some reviews. Let them know Jonathan sent you, uh, and that you're a Geekscapist, and that sure. is what it's about, community, dude. I miss you. Right. I, I had no idea you moved to Montana, man. <laughs> I gotta. You know what? You're closer. So I think yeah, road right. trip. There we go. There road we go. Trip. Love it. Not that it. you know what you can guess on Geekscape. I don't think I'm qualified to guess on the contenders. Of course uh, you are. Of but um, that is a female job. Let's do it. Let's give give the guest uh, spots to females. <laughs> And uh, but we'll, I'd love to have you on Geekscape, and have, I would love to see Montana. That would be awesome, yeah, dude. Let's do that for sure, for sure. Um, Tobin, dude, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks, man. Thank, appreciate it. Geekscape us, check it out. The contenders, look for it on any podcatcher you got, and now uh, onto the episode. Woohoo! <laughs> Geekscapist, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. This is Jonathan London, your longtime Geekscape host. We've been doing this uh, podcast for 12 years. Movies, video games, comics, pop culture, all that stuff. Um, I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I play a couple video games. I watch some movies. I watch some TV. I love that stuff. This might be the podcast for me. You're in the right place. Because uh, you know what? We're probably not going anywhere. We're here in the Westwood One Studios, and it's a sleepy day in the Westwood One Studios because it's post-Super Bowl. And, you know, let me give you some background. Westwood One owns a ton of radio stations across the country. They've started up this whole podcast movement. They brought Geekscape in to be in their vertical, their geek vertical. <laughs> Guess what the geek vertical is, Geekscape is? It's Geekscape. It's just us. <laughs> um, but they have a lot of wrestling shows, I found out. Um, but uh, most of the studio, most of the station here at Westwood One creates sports programming for a lot of the radio stations across the country and because of that the super bowl is basically their super bowl uh, and in the morning everybody is taking the day off to recover from just the amount of production they had going into the weekend it was a fun game we and let's just take it from a geek perspective we got an avengers trailer we got a jurassic park trailer we got a new mission impossible trailer we found out that, that crocodile movie isn't a crocodile movie it's an ad for australian tourism although i want a new crocodile dundee movie exactly like that crocodile dundee movie that was the most exciting trailer for me and still we're not going to get it as a movie uh you also got a trailer for solo which it, uh looks good it looks promising i didn't really know that solo was coming out in like memorial day it's so soon um so geeks I hope you guys have your summer jobs lined up because you're going to be spending lots of money at the multiplex. There's a movie every weekend for you. Um, if you want to save money, though, maybe watch some of that TV you've been uh, keeping on in the background while you play your video games. Uh, it's pretty much a golden age of television right now. We've got stuff like, obviously, Game of Thrones. There was a cool Westworld trailer. It's coming back this summer at HBO. And then like premium cable kind of started the whole surge towards really... Uh, story-driven content that wasn't adhering to the 22-minute um, half-hour thing. Um, and then you, you kind of, you know, with the advent of this subscription cable stuff with Netflix, it just the format just went crazy. And obviously with channels like AMC leading the charge with Walking Dead and Breaking Bad, you can have all sorts of content on TV, which brings us to our guest today. I don't know if you've been watching Happy. It's uh, I, I remember this comic book pretty much blew my mind um it's grant morrison 
uh, and Derek Robertson, who's the artist. And Geekscapers, you may know Derek Robertson because he every Comic Con or so he comes and hangs out at the Geekscape booth at Comic Con and signs and draws and stuff like that. And Derek's been a great friend. They made this comic called Happy. About like a failed cop detective who's kind of down and out. He's kind of a bit of a bum, a drunk. He's crazy. Uh, And when his daughter gets kidnapped, he starts to see her best friend, like imaginary friend from like when she was a kid. And it is a magic flying unicorn with wings. And (laughs) I was like, there's no way this is ever going to happen as a TV show. I remember when it got optioned. I was like, no way. Why would you option that? It's insane. It's vulgar. It's crazy. How is this anything but a movie that's, like, going to end up with a crazy rating that will end up making $10? And funny enough, uh, you remember when we had Mark and Brian who made the Crank movies uh, on Geekscape. Well, they're insane. So Brian is one of the guys who executive produces the show. Perfect. Perfect level of insanity. And the show ended up... uh, coming out and being made and like Chris Maloney who we love from One Hot American Summer is our lead and we got Patton Oswalt as the voice of the magic unicorn thing and it looks insane and I haven't had a chance to watch it yet but I'm very familiar with the subject matter and uh and one of the stars is with us here today Miss Carly Sullivan oh my gosh thank you so much for having me Jonathan (laughs) of course um I want like all the cast of happy on the show I want to like collect them all like I do um you know toy figures and stuff like that yeah you do because we are a pretty freaking fun group I'm not gonna lie really it's fun shooting the show oh I talk to my castmates every week every single week oh yeah we text I'm actually supposed to meet Joe Reitman who plays very bad Santa on the show tonight and we've been talking about having joe on the show too so uh, i would love to have joe on the show he was in past guest lisa ebersole series um and uh 39 problems and i i love him he's a phenomenal guy and when you watch happy you're gonna be even more of a fan because he is absolutely perfect for the role and he plays sort of the kidnapper, mass mur- child killer. Correct. So he is the, <laughs> it's yeah, he's like the main villain in a way in the first season. And um, the finale just came out last week. Mm-hmm. Wow. I texted him right after. I was like, Joe, you brought it. Like I had friends being like, oh my God, Joe was freaking amazing. And it's true. He was phenomenal in the finale. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah uh, you know what? We'd love to have him in here, but... Right now, we've got Carly. We got to uh, yeah. we got to focus on you. Who do you play in the show? All right, so I play Gallo Scaramucci. Mm-hmm. So I am not in the original comic book, no. which is very interesting. No, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, who is this lady? I read the comic book and I was like, uh, yeah, about that. But I am the wife of Blue Scaramucci, who is the head mobster. Mm-hmm. He is in the original comic yes. book. So basically, I'm his wife. Um, it's me, him, and our son Jerry. Uh, and my character on the show is, you don't see much of her in the first few episodes. She's sort of this quiet, repressed woman who doesn't have much of a voice, but she is also a little sassy. Uh-huh. She's got like a little bit of a, hey, you're going to come at me and I'm going to come right back to you. Oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that to, with my husband. That's right. kind of our our relationship. And then um, as the storyline progresses she has a little bit more... Uh, things escalate. Yeah, things escalate. There's a lot more going on there for her character. And I don't want to give it away because no. you haven't seen it. I, and, and, I, and, I, and I haven't... It, yeah, and she's <laughs> not in the original. But, uh, like, with any good mobster character, and, I'm, like, obviously for a comic book fan, we're talking about Wilson Fisk from the Daredevil comics. He always has, like, a wife who is that woman behind the man. <laughs> and, right, and right. You know what? She's... Not complacent with everything. She may just be a part of all this. Like, like there's got to be somebody pulling strings here and there, or they're part of this relationship Completely. with somebody who's just devious, and there's devious behind devious. Completely. And I, going into it, I actually, I, I first off, I didn't realize that you had Brian on the show. Yeah. Well, oh, he's, God. In our <laughs> first year of Geekscape, we had Brian and Mark on the show, and he's a madman. He's a madman. Mad genius, actually. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember when I booked the pilot, I asked Brian, I was like, who is this woman? And he was like, well, you know, I'm going to give you a little bit of who I think this woman is, but I want you to figure out who this woman is. So as the scripts would come out, I'd be like, am I good? Am I bad? Am I good? Am I bad? I couldn't really figure it out. But yeah, you're right. There is always a sense of 
the the powerful woman behind the man, mm-hmm. right? Especially right. with mobster families. And um, I don't know the pro- I don't know your process uh, from a director. I, I think about like not wanting to like what Brian did, and Brian's a talented director. Uh, please make your twisted metal movie, Brian. Please. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, from from like the, the a director's perspective, like do you have? I mean, do you call your characters good or bad? Do you judge your characters like that? Yeah, it's kind of. It seems like it would. Yeah, I feel like that. That's not the best process as an actor mm-hmm. in general when you're creating anything. I, I think the for me when I go into a project, I look at my character um, with open heartedness, which sounds so silly, but. You can't judge these people. These mm. people have circumstances and a past, and that's why they are who they are. So to be honest, you know, when I read the breakdown, it was trophy wife, you know, um, like per- perfect housewife. I wanted to judge that. I have my own personal issues <laughs> with that. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. no. I hate these I women. was like, mm, I, you know, because... <laughs> Yeah, I've kind of, I've, I've been in circumstances where, you know, people have w- kind of wanted me to be like that. And really? Oh. Like, in past relationships where they're like, just shut oh. up and look pretty. Yeah. You've been in shut up and look pretty situations? Oh, my God. My last relationship was shut but up. But you're hilarious. Pre- they, well, thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate but, that. I'm like, yeah. y'all don't understand. I'm not here to shut up and look pretty. I didn't come here no. in this lifetime to do that. The, his best move would have been to just hide behind you. Correct. Thank you. I'm so glad you figured that out, Jonathan. Thank you. His best move would have been like, uh, this is the best thing about me. Uh, I'm just going to put, put her there. And um, yeah. if you guys need me, I'll be over by the nachos. Now, yeah, exactly. A, yeah. No, I'm not kidding you. My ex wanted me to fluff his pillows. I was like, all right, I got to bounce. But Is that a metaphor or is that no, no, he no, literally that's actual- wanted you to do that? I, I, I wish it was a metaphor. No, it was fluff my pillows, fold my laundry. I was like, oh, What guy sweetheart. is he with now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? what dude? Okay, dudes. Let's just uh, let's talk man to man here on Geekscape. Let's get there. Do yeah. any of you fluff your pillows or need uh, them fluffed? I mean, I yeah. Anywho, it was it You're was just gonna read comics on the damn thing. Like I don't. What do you? Thank you. Pillow fluffing. I swear. You toss them on the bed and they're done. Right. So I told Brian, I was like, listen. All right. I just <laughs> left a relationship where I was supposed to be a professional pillow fluffer, and I failed. So now you cast me as Gala, who is supposed to be a professional pillow fluffer. And, you know, but I think I used that experience, to be honest, and I channeled that into my character. So it really kind of helped in a way because I understood Gala. I was like, all right, don't want to be a trophy wife, but I was kind of in this situation that I'm now going to channel and bring into my character. Sure. So I, I don't know. It didn't take much crafting, you, you know. Second chance of the role. I did, <laughs> I did, and I hope I did well with it. <laughs> well, well, you said you failed at the at the pillow. Did you did you actually try the pillow fluffing? You tried that? No, it seemed no. Like, you don't seem Are like you, the kind of person who would. You'd be like, get no. the fuck, get out of here. You know, I was just kind of like, this is who I am. You know, I, I have a big heart. I'm incredibly giving, but I am not. This is not 1950, honey. And I ain't going back there. I am a modern woman. And I have a career. And there's a thank you. <laughs> you and do the, I you didn't do the snap. snap. So you snap. I, I didn't. But damn it, now I wish I did. I'll bring, I'll, next time I'll bring the snaps. <laughs> and I don't mean to mansplain the snaps. Right. If that's what, like, I don't know where the mansplaining begins and ends. I don't like any man. <laughs> I'm kind of at a loss here. Um, I just, I offered the snaps as a suggestion. Well, I will use them next okay. time. Thank you just so much for sure offering. I'm not overstepping in the 2018. No, you are not. I went to the Women's March. And, oh, you uh, did? I did. Good for you. It was fun. That's um, amazing. Oh, it's the dating. It, it's the dating event of the year. I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. Whoa, I'm kidding. Davis. Oh boy. I'm kidding. Oh boy. It's too early for this. <laughs> Don't get me started. All right. I went, no, my run group and I. We, uh, you know, we have a lot of ladies in it, and we uh, we meet. And we run downtown. We did it last year. We did it again this year, and we ran downtown. And we were part of the women's march. And what's really cool, Geekscapists, was this past Saturday. You know how for years we've been meeting in the Hollywood Bowl to go run stairs. And we do it for free every Saturday. So if Geeks gave us you're in L.A. and you're like, oh, my New Year's resolutions are slipping and you want to get back on the horse, uh, Saturdays at 8 a.m. we meet at the Hollywood Bowl and we run stairs, like all sorts of cool workouts. And this past Saturday, we invited Girl Scouts from across Los Angeles because they had to get their fitness badge. And if a Girl Scout needed a fitness badge, she could come down to the Hollywood Bowl and earn it by working out with us for 
I think the workout was 45 minutes and it was fun and a lot of smiling faces and we filled the bowl with laughing, smiling, push-upping <laughs> Girl Scouts and it made me feel good about myself. It was fun. Uh, yeah, so awesome. that was cool. Did so, you, did you fill power. the bowl with Thin Mints as well? I filled myself with Thin Mints afterwards and Samoa's. Okay. Yeah. Some, wait, are those the ones with the coconut and the, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Those Party are my, time. Yeah, those are my two faves. Those okay. are the best. All right. Yeah. The, the Girl Scouts weren't actually allowed to sell because it, it was an unapproved standing sales place. Like, here, here's the rules, I think, because what a couple of Girl Scouts figured out a few years ago were was that they could just go outside of weed shops and oh. sell. Oh, my God. That is so- <laughs> oh, they're brilliant. And that what? happened in L.A. a few years ago was that a bunch of, like, some Girl Scouts realized that they could just stand outside of a weed shop and sell Girl oh. Scout cookies. And they were just making money hand over fist. Oh, my. These yeah. go, you go, girls. Oh, just. You go, girls. The, genius. Ingenious. Yeah. Just amazing. And then the Girl Scouts found out these, you know, I mean, there's certain things they want to be associated with canoeing right, and there's right. certain things they don't want to be associated with smoking Marijuana. weed yeah well mm-hmm. you know what if you're about the trees you're about the trees girl scouts <laughs> make, make up your mind <laughs> and so and so they uh and so they, they they like planting trees not smoking trees i guess and uh and so they, they said listen we have to approve the locations for girl scouts so uh, outside of your grocery store yay um outside of a library sure Outside of weed smoke spots, you know spots no, and we we did not have the approval. Um, I don't think we submitted, but I know that we got a reminder a few days before that we're like, hey, just to let you know, there's a Girl Scouts of America, and no Girl Scouts can be selling cookies, but they can pre-order and deliver them to you then. Perfect. So we pre-ordered. That's for amazing. Sure. That's amazing. It was delicious. Wow. So the, the whole workout was negated. I was going to say, I was like, I don't <laughs> think you burn enough calories to equate <laughs> it was to awesome. It was fun. Um, so girl power I yes. think is what we're all talking about. And um, and have you been loving this? Because I looked up and like the, the pillow fluffing is one thing, right? Like, yeah. But you like you started with ballet. Like when you were a kid, you, you were into mm-hmm. ballet. And like what ages did you do ballet? So I my parents put me into dance when I was three. And I'm pretty sure they did that because I have so much energy. Like as a young girl, I would not, I couldn't nap. I was constantly at my Fisher Price kitchen, like creating like, you know, meals. And I had a huge imagination. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, okay. This is going to be a problem, honey. Yeah. She was like, you need to channel this into something. So she threw me into recreational dance at um, our plantation, in my hometown in plantation. We have like a a little center. Plantation, Florida. It is. You don't know where Plantation, Florida is. Come on, Jonathan. Why do they keep that name? Um, you know, good question. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. Well, we're getting rid of our like. I mean, I'm from Texas, so there's not a lot I can talk about. But uh, like, I, I'm, I can't point fingers at, at Florida. Uh, but like, I was going to say, yeah, the stars. You're not and, much better. No, if at all. <laughs> like the stars and bars are all getting like outlawed, but they can still have a place called Plantation, Florida. Yeah, you know, I wonder it, how that place got founded. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to go there this morning. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to wheel around that uh, little sector. But anywho, they still live there. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I was just in Plantation, Florida, three weeks ago. All right. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry freaking Christmas. It's actually, it's a, I love it. It's a beautiful town. Great. Um, known, known for? Um, known for its plantations, clearly. And um, oh. and also known for um, spring break. We're close to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm- Drunken I'm ta- Ballyhoo. Exactly. They That's, should rename it Drunken Ballyhoo, Florida. Yeah. I, I'll suggest that to the mayor Do next it. time I go down. Perfect. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I started dancing in Plantation. And um, I want to say when I was- I, I took it as like a just a, a hobby for a couple of years. And then I was probably 11. And I'm an old soul. So when I started to discover classical music, I was like, okay, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I loved- the discipline of ballet. And the next thing I knew, I was like full on obsessed because I have a very addictive personality. So if I like something, I am like, oh, correct. That's why I haven't had a Samoa in 10 years because I I will eat the entire box of some, I'm not kidding you. Oh no, I'm not doubting it. Those are what they do. That's what I I can't. There's no, there's no stopping that train once I'm on that train. But yeah, so I started dancing and it was a fun little thing. And then it became 
an obsession. Black Swan. I'm sorry. Come Black, again. Sw- Black Swan. Uh, no, I, I never went Black Swan. Uh, in fact, that movie freaked me out. How I was great like, was that movie? Oh my god, that movie gave me nightmares. Like part of it, parts of it, I was like, yeah, this is very realistic and very true. And then the lesbian orgy yeah. murder stuff was a little far fetched, but whatever. Right. You, I you just know? remember it being like intense. Like I thought it was the best horror movie that year. It it, it was dude's a genius. It was phenomenal. It but, was phenomenal. Um, would it, like I don't. This is Geekscape. Welcome. And uh, <laughs> we don't know a whole lot about that world. Um, okay. So, like, the cattiness of it or the competition of it, like, yeah. like even at that age, does that happen? Uh, you know, at that age... You're all friends? <sighs> yeah, I don't know if you're all friends. Here's the thing with, with that world. Uh-huh. Um, it is, you know, if you're a dancer, you have to dance with your fellow dancers, right? So on one end, you're a team. It's like soccer, you know? Sure, you might go up to score the goal by yourself, but you still have teammates. And Mm -hmm. so that's the same thing with with dance, but it is incredibly competitive um, and it is incredibly cutthroat and it is incredibly intense. It's on another level. Like looking back now as an adult, I'm like, damn girl, you were fierce. Like I was a bulldog. Really? Oh my God, yeah. You, yeah. You were not towards other women. Okay, that's ever. What I was no, like, no, no. No. At that age. Throw a couple elbows. No, never. To be honest with you, that's not the type of woman I am. I've never been that way. I feel if anything, women sometimes are like that towards me, and I've struggled with that in my life where I'm like, Why are you coming at me? Why are you hating on me? Why do you think that is? Um Welcome to Geekscape. We're getting into this. Welcome psychology. yeah. Hey geek hey geekscapers. Um uh, lay down on the couch. Let's talk through this. Let's let's have a <laughs> let's have a therapy session. To be completely honest, um I how do I say this without sounding like a total asshole? Um I think it's just maybe my energy. Like I, I'm very comfortable with who I am. I'm very uh if you get to know me, like I'm very I'm such a nerd. I'm so silly and weird and goofy and I don't really take things super seriously unless they are serious and i just think most people aren't comfortable with themselves so when they meet somebody who's like that they're like oh oh my god like who is this person you know it's and a lot to take on yeah. it's a lot to take on because it'll influence their selves i think so well, they, they, yeah i mean if you're if you come in with instability and somebody else is fairly stable yeah you're like then, it's threatening yeah you can fall off balance yeah because i'm not competitive i'm not mean or rude or out to get anybody so i'm mm-hmm. like why are you attacking me right i'm just sitting here trying to like twirl on my toes let me be <laughs> right you know what i'm saying and it's almost like they have to come in and you know knock you to it, establish themselves completely i think that's in every area of life right whether it's work or ballet class or i just think for men and for women i i think for men i don't um, know right no I, yeah i mean there's the idea of the alpha and um i was listening to terry cruz talk on tim ferris uh geekscape that's one of the uh podcasts i listen to and just to warn you geekscape is like as i've been in this whole self-improvement thing um uh carly doesn't know but yeah i don't <laughs> but, but like, i'm so interested but you geekscapists have, have have gotten the post jonathan's divorce Jonathan version 3.0 <laughs> and uh, you've gotten a lot of it if you're friends with me on Facebook you see that like, I, I'm trying to save Facebook for myself like I love I love Facebook for Geekscape I love the fact that we have the Geekscape forever group where you guys can talk and share episodes and share news stories and trailers and stuff I love that Geekscape aspect of, of Facebook but if it wasn't but for me personally Jonathan London I wanted I want to ditch Facebook so badly. <laughs> um, and so in trying to make Facebook valuable to me as I've done like meditation and reading and stuff like that and trying to put myself back together in the last two years, I've posted a lot of thoughts up on Geekscape and, or on my Facebook, you know, to create conversation, posit thoughts with you, um, put them down on paper for myself. It's a form of journaling, I guess. And one of the things I said last week was, it came out of this conversation with Terry Crews was that competition is counter to creativity because when you're competing you're constantly looking at the gauge of others and you're seeing like are they ahead are they behind are they alongside uh do i have to go faster do i have to go slower and really when you're creative you really just have to go at your own pace and you can't really create something original or unique when you're looking at someone else's homework 
and seeing what they're doing. And you almost have to go into this place without influence and to create something unique and uninformed by others, uninfluenced, right? And um, and that takes a lot of confidence <laughs> because you're, you start waking out. You start being like, am I doing this right? Is anybody going to like this? Am I on the right track? Is, is anybody going to like – you know, I do it in writing. It's, I mean, I don't use co-writers, and and I love collaborating. But I write most of my scripts by myself. But it, but I'm very quick to get readers and a table read going because of that sense of just like spinning out. And it takes a lot of self confidence mm-hmm. to create something, you know, almost in a vacuum. And uh, but but the alternative is that you're competing with other people, and I mean. Look at this. Look at currently. Just look, and and we can. I mean, let's tie it back into happy because that's such a unique, insane idea that is. I'm guessing, you know, from I mean, Ian Kerner loves this show, Geekscape is, so I'm guessing like it is a very unique, insane show. It's very hard to make that in this climate. Mm-hmm. And look at the look at the. I mean, I just said it with the with the Super Bowl ads for the movies, like. I'd rather a movie like Dundee that's kind of unique and fun, albeit a sequel, but it, it's just hilarious and ridiculous. I'd rather a movie like that than 17 uh, sequels to a franchise. And I know you're all gasping because we're all Marvel kids at heart. But um, that's that's counter. That is competition. That is uh, Disney doing a very great job of just destroying the competition at the box office, the acquisition of Fox and, and all that. It's destroying the composi- competition of of, of uh, Hollywood. And what do the other studios do? How do they battle that? Um, keep in mind, if this thing ends up getting approved, Disney and Fox, you're looking at one studio controlling 41% of the box office of the last year. So that's pretty intense. And then you take that into a union meeting with Paramount and Sony, and they're talking to, I don't know, the Writers Guild, Directors Guild, SAG, and there's a giant gorilla in the room. <laughs> and how many creative thoughts come out of that? I mean, it's one person, basically. I mean, it's one big gorilla kind of controlling the voices and the stories that you get. And they're all becoming very uniform because every weekend has to be a giant blockbuster. Yeah. And you see, that, again, it goes back to that tiny little thought I had. Competition being counter to creativity. You got to do your own thing. You got to step outside the system. So watch Happy. Yeah, no, I mean, you just, you just said. I just went crazy. No, you just said some like really incredible stuff. And I really, I know this is so cheesy, but I just want to hug you from over here. Because <laughs> on one end, I don't know anything about your personal life. And I think it's great that you're sharing it and your journey. And you just got to cliff notes. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll, we'll talk after. Um, but. The fact that you're doing the work is incredible. And the fact that um, you can see the link between competition being counterintuitive to creativity is so freaking spot on. And in my own personal journey, like I'm 33. Uh I've been doing this for 10 years, but really I've been an artist my whole life. Yeah, you have to include the the dancing. Oh, I mean, that was my life. So I was born. 30 years. Yeah, my whole life. And when I moved to New York and I finished um, studying at the, my conservatory, I had 10 years of auditioning and being so close to great jobs and, and, and working very consistently, but never reaching that point in my career where I was like, all right, this is really where I want to be. Because for me as an artist, I want to be working all the time. So when Happy came along at that point, I was ready to throw in the towel. Uh, I had just kind of gone through my breakup. I was tired. I was like, I'm in my thirties. And as a woman, the whole age thing starts to get to you because in Hollywood, you have to be like 18 for anybody to give two shits about you. It's it's ridiculous. You have no story to draw on. You have nothing like, you know, anyways, that's a whole other thing. But when I finally got happy, the reason I got it is because Brian fought for me. Mm -hmm. I auditioned. I got told by my agent a day or two later, they're like, you're the number one choice. And I was like, are you, what? I was like, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. calling Carly Sullivan, correct? And yeah. They're like, yeah, no. And then um, a couple of days later, they're like, they went with somebody else because they have 
you know, you don't have the resume. Yeah, they have 107,000 uh, Twitter followers. Right, right. And I'm like, shut up. Right. And I've heard that so many times. The Twitter was, followers, the Instagram followers. All of it. You don't have a brand. You're, you're not marketable. It's just garbage. So I don't know what happened, but within the week, my agent called me again. He's like, they they want you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, okay, this roller coaster ride, I'm ready to get off. Do they want me or do they not want me? And they're like, no, they want you. And I remember going to shoot the pilot and Brian came right up to me while we were, um, I came in on uh, lunch, which is really like dinner on set. And he was like, listen, you got I threatened the- their kids. I threatened their kids. I'll send it to you. You're the <laughs> yeah. one who knows I threatened their kids. Right, right. Um, but he was like, you know, Carly, you got the role because you were the funniest, period. End of story. And, you know, I know that he fought for me. I know he he told the network, he's like, this is who I want. This is who's right for the role. And I cannot thank him enough like I every time I see him I'm just like I give him the biggest hug because happy is everything you are talking about it is the creative show it is the wild child it is the brash the bold project that to be quite honest when I would read the scripts and go to set I'd be like what the hell mm-hmm. is happening how like, are we, how are we gonna get away with this uh, yeah I was yeah. like how is this gonna work and I remember you know being on set with Chris and watching him work and I was like my god this man is literally giving everything he has to this role and he's phenomenal but I just don't know how the parts are going to come together and then I remember last week watching the finale and I texted Chris and I was like you did it I was like you really did it you you reached the top of the creative mountain because you did things your way Mm -hmm. you know granted it followed the graphic novel but really like it is something that is unlike anything out there right now truly like go on to Facebook go on to Twitter people are like I'm obsessed with this show. I don't know why, but it's because it's authentic and it's original and it's not a part of this machine. And it's, yeah, you're not checking someone else's homework and be like, they have a superhero franchise? We need a superhero franchise. Can we make a can we make a, a universe out of the Hasbro toys? It's like, what? No, not at Paramount. all. Paramount, we don't want Come on, Paramount. It, yeah. We and love you, but come on. Right. No, but you're so right. It's It's fresh and it's unique and it's zany and it's like, the fact that I got to be a part of that is everything I stand for. And I am just, I still wake up. I'm like, I can't believe I got to do this. I just can't believe it. So you went, um, so born in plantation, you do the, the dance through high school. Yeah. I injured myself at 16. I tore uh, cartilage in my hip. So Ooh. I had to retire when I was 16, 17. They put your jersey in the rafters. They put my tutu tutu in the rafters. (laughs) What's this doing here? (laughs) What is this doing here? It's amazing. You went to conservatory in New York, but you went for acting, I'm guessing now. I did. So in between that timeline, I was in college. And where is that? University of Florida. Okay, so U of F. Gainesville. Yeah, Less Than Jake is from Gainesville. One of my favorite bands. Oh yeah, you're right, Tom Petty. <laughs> Tom Petty's from Gainesville, Gainesville? and I believe no, they're not. Okay. Uh, I thought Newfound Glory was from Gainesville. No, no Newfound Glory is from my neck of the woods, Coral yeah. Springs, Florida. Coral Springs. They played my radio show in college. Oh, awesome! When I was back in college radio, Geekscapist. So maybe the the next Geekscape Origins episode you get the oh. college radio days. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Um, but uh, yeah, so you. You are U of F. Yep. You graduate U of F? Gra- yeah, I graduated. Of course mm-hmm. I did. No, I, I, well, I didn't know if you transferred then to the conservatory. No, no. I so don't know how that works. My so. parents were like, listen, because I did very well in school. Right. Um, I, I'm a nerd and I loved school. Yes. And they were like, you need to graduate college no matter what you do. I almost left my last semester. I got offered a modeling contract and I, I'm, I'm not kidding you. My dad and I didn't talk for like two months because he was so disappointed that you were even considering this oh yeah he but you didn't like, do it i didn't i yeah. ended up finishing college and then you know going to study at the conservatory and model and all that stuff but i'm so thankful that i didn't jump gun you know you don't know anything when you're 18 really so no wait was i 18 no i'm sorry i was a little older a little 20, older 21? tell that to the brother of a pro wrestler who didn't finish college so he could join the wwe <laughs> Wait, that's me. <laughs> no way. Yeah, and Geekscape is, I need your, your positive thoughts because Paul was just in Peru. And I, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram stories or Instagram, but like Paul just started, like, I think Paul went to like the ER in Peru. And I'm like, and I, I've been, don't worry, I've been texting back and forth with him. But I was like, dude, did you get hurt in Peru? And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of jacked, but I'm coming home tonight. And I was like, dude. 
stop wrestling. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, is he okay? I, th- I don't know. I think he's fine. I think he's fine. But that happened literally right before the episode. I was texting with my brother who was in Peru and went there to wrestle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but but you're, you're, what you're saying is right. In Geekscape, if you're sitting in college listening to this and you're thinking, I'm going to become a, the greatest jockey of all time, like whatever your dream is, <laughs> just mm-hmm. get your degree first, please. Yeah. it's You know what? It is an important lesson and one that you don't want to hear because, you know, when you're, par- when you're young, your parents tell you to do things, you're like, I'm not, I'm going to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm so close to graduating. I This is something that I will never regret doing. And even now, like you said, there is no timeline for your career, for your life. Like I'm 33 years old and my career really is just starting. And I couldn't be happier that it's just starting in my 30s. My God, my 20s, I don't think I would be able to handle any of this. Yeah, tell me about that. That's the period I'm really interested in is yeah. you, you go to conservatory, you come out of New York yeah. and I just remember when I came out of grad school, also in New York, um, I was like... Where, by the way? At Columbia. Oh. I went to Penn and then Columbia, so I was really full of myself. I was like... Oh, yeah, I, you were. I was a dual Ivy League. Just <laughs> Don't mess asshole. with me. I was like... <laughs> I was like, we're going to go yachting this weekend. No, I'm <laughs> we're going to be rowing. Hello. We're going to go rowing and, you know, we'll, we'll, sh- we'll drink champagne. Yeah. I, I don't know what the heck. Hey, guys, I'm straight edge. I don't drink anything. But you got to think, Jonathan was a little out of touch with reality when he first moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the doors said otherwise. Mm-hmm. They were like, you, you don't get to come in. Mm-hmm. Slam, 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 slam. So I started podcasting. Remember that Geekscapist? Some of you do. Um, couldn't get arrested. Started podcasting. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. It's led to getting arrested. Not actually, cops showed up to a stand up gig I did in Austin. Oh. That was about as far as close as I got to being arrested. But, mm, yeah. It wasn't me. Was it me? I don't know. Place is not burned down. But um, so so tell me about that. You walk out and you're full of mojo and you're like, oh, yeah, full of mojo. I mean, this is going to be easy. Oh, completely. I'm like, I'm 24. You know, I'm not bad looking. I'm, no, everything's been telling you you're the opposite. Right. Everything's been telling me I'm the opposite. And I think I'm pretty talented. I don't know. Like, I was humble. I, I wasn't like, all right, people, I'm the next it girl. I sure. never, never, never was like that because I never wanted to be an it girl. I just wanted to be an actress with a very long career. And so when I started auditioning, I was a mess. Hmm. I mean, I would go into auditions and because when you're at the conservatory, you don't learn how to audition sure you just learn how your technique mm-hmm. so i would go in for stuff at abc nbc i would go in for law and order and oh my anxiety would kick in i would just i don't know i just wasn't ready but i kind of got i did get my mojo a little bit and over time i started booking things small commercials here voice over there small co-star part on this show on that show and then i was kind of like Okay, so I I am building my foundation. And then I think it really kicked in probably three or four years ago when I realized that my real strength is in comedy. Mm -hmm. And basically the last three or four years, everything I've booked has been in comedy. And I was just like, okay, this is my niche. This is what I'm good at. And I think as an artist, whatever art form you're in, the best thing you can do is to figure out what your specialty is, period, and hone in on that because – that's how people like that's how Brian was like you're funny he goes you have comedic timing period nobody else did you know so that's the thing that you have to figure out and that's where you can really where you strike gold okay you know is not being general with what you're good at it's being very specific yes using uh as I tell some of my film students don't go out with a net go out with a spear like it's like completely completely so yeah, I think in my 20s, it was a lot of floundering, making mistakes, um, uh, failures, learning like how to audition, how to deal with my anxiety, how to deal with personalities in the industry. I mean, I have I have stories, you know, I can. Uh, yeah, I have stories. <laughs> Keep their names out. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. What's one of the worst besides the pillow? Um, OK, I would say one of the most uncomfortable. I booked this commercial. I had to fly to Prague and I was the only 
principal talent. It was me, a big green green screen, and then some um, other extras. They couldn't have done that here in L.A., folks. No, no, they couldn't. (laughs) It had to be in Prague. Isn't that insane? It it is, but it was lovely. That's amazing. I was like, take me to Prague. I remember shooting a music video in London thinking the exact same thing. I was like, this couldn't have been done in Glendale. Correct. But I'm glad it's not. Yeah. So I'm in Prague, and it's a... It's a big director um, who I will not name. And I remember like I went into wardrobe. I had to wear a business suit. I played a financial advisor. And um, yeah, he was great. And the shoot, it was crazy. I was there for three days. I think I worked for three hours total. So he was a very fast worker, which was great. I remember like leaving set and him just like kind of coming up behind me and being like, I had no idea you had such a great ass. Whoa. And I was, you know, Whoa. I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I said. I blacked out. I had no idea you don't pay attention to your castings. <laughs> well, you would have f- known that. The funny thing is we Skyped. Uh, Skype oh, casting because okay. he was in Prague. Not after that no, conversation, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Oh my <laughs> that god, that conversation no, may have been the last conversation. No, 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 no Jonathan. No, uh, we the the casting was over Skype because he was sure. already in Prague. Okay, so we're scouting for this green screen, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> we're scouting. We're for, scouting for the large green screen. We're scouting for the big stage to put a green screen in. So yeah. many options. Yeah, so I think that is probably like top for me where I was like, uh, how okay. close was he when he said that? Oh my god. Like he you know, creeped. He was right up. Yeah, he creeped. He totally creeped. And you know, it, what's there the was, end game on that? And has it worked before? Oh, we know what the end game like, but, is. It, it, and but it has it's like, worked. It, you, you think that crap works? Oh, I know it works. Listen, I am so happy that everything that's going on right now that's coming out it's is is, is yeah. coming out. Yeah, because the whole Me Too thing, the whole Times Up thing, it is legitimate. It has happened for a long time. Um, it's you know, incredibly uncomfortable. And I know it's worked because, listen, in any industry, as a woman, you want to be successful. Sure. And I understand sometimes you're put in tough circumstances. Sometimes you can't pay your rent. Sometimes you, you know, you can't put food on your plate and you do what you have to do. So I'm not going to judge that. But yeah, it, it's worked time and time and time and time and time again. And it's just like, I, I think it's coming from a, from like a male's perspective, it's like, is that how you want it to work, pal? Like, yeah. that's the that's how you want to get a girl is like that. You don't you, like that's how, like that. Just it that seems so completely deflating. There is like you're. It's like it's like it, winning the medal, yeah. but not win, not actually yeah. winning it. Yeah, it, it's just like what are you doing, <laughs> you bum? Yeah. Um, as you know, um, not that you can put aside the female experience in that situation, but. The male, just the male experience is like you are you are hunting wolves from a helicopter, you piece of garbage. Yeah, like completely. You are absolutely just you. It's you're not even the helicopter pal, right? And then you're not even the rifle. You're just hunting wolves from a helicopter. You're you're cheating. You're not. You're like being a. You're in. And you know what? It's never going to be you. Yeah, it's and, never going to be you. Right, and you know, I, I I remember in that moment being like, did I get cast because of like the way that I look and obviously a lot of casting it a lot of it goes down to do you look like the character or but in that moment it completely destroyed any thought that I had that I got cast because I was actually talented and right for this it was more like all right this dude just wanted to try to hit on me so I flew to Prague for him to do so long game pal (laughs) you heard a bumble (laughs) <laughs> That's a long game, dude. Oh man, I was on Bumble for a month and it messed my head up. Oh, what's I that like? Hated it. What's that like? I Tell just, me. You know what? Like confidence-wise, I thought it was important to be like, am I even attracted attractive to women anymore? And so I got on it, and it was nice to have women. Um, you know, because because I didn't want to do Tinder because it felt like an F app. It just felt like creepy, mm-hmm. and so I did Bumble because I thought that. If the woman has to ask, the woman has to write you first. Okay. But if you match, she has to make the first move. And oh, I, yeah. And, and I, so I didn't want to be all weird. It, Twitter just felt predatory. And um, and so it just felt good to have women be like, hi, I like your, you know, jacket or whatever. I don't know what they wrote. I don't even remember. But um, 
But I got so addicted to feeling good about myself and, and having women voice interest in me that I um, that I started treating that damn thing like Pokemon Go and just being like, swipe left, swipe right. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, my God. And, and, and then you're realizing, dude, you're only swiping based on looks. And, you know, the coffees and stuff that I would go on, um, like my interest would just fall out. Yeah. You know, or like I'd, I'd like take somebody to like a dinner or a lunch and and be like, dude, you are literally paying for compliments at this point. Oh. Like when you actually do the math, Jonathan, you're swiping right and you're connecting with these people and you're taking them to lunch or, you know, dinner or coffee or whatever. And and then you're losing interest because this isn't how you operate. This isn't how you work. This is just based on looks, you know, or into, you know, I, I read someone. I was like, oh, you're a school teacher. Cool. Oh, you work with kids. Great. You know, oh, you're a dentist, whatever. Like, I, I was cool. And I met some really great people that it's just like, I don't, you know, also emotionally, I don't think I was in a, a space where I could go much further beyond those lunches. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I was like, again, like the self like males, a divorce fucks you up <laughs> and you end up being like, okay, um, will I ever trust myself again? You know, right. like, can I ever make a good decision? You know, and creatively it's just, it's been decimating. Um, and it's been awesome these past few months, Geekscape is because I've just been like, dude, the only way is through. And um, just going to future plug a Geekscape episode. Ryan Holiday, who's one of my heroes, who wrote Ego is the Enemy and uh, The Obstacle is the Way, is going to come on the show. And I'm so stoked for it because his book saved my life. That's awesome. <laughs> his book, Geekscapist, saved my life. If I had to be peeled off the ground, la- off the floor of my apartment last year... He was the shovel with which the peeling began. <laughs> and he's going to come on the show, and I'm so excited. Um, that's amazing. But Can, can I recommend that's another all book? That's about. Go for it. Okay. Because I'm like, Let's do it. I, I'm realizing we're connecting a lot Let's over our, because I do a yeah. lot of work on oh, myself this is too. So much, this is so much better than any of those Bumble conversations. Uh, okay, perfect. So um, <laughs> come on the Geekscape. Yeah, come on. Better, better than Twitter. Exactly. Whatever it is. So, okay, I just finished a book by Michael Singer, also a grad from University of Florida, mm-hmm. and it blew my mind. It's called The Untethered Soul, and it's freaking incredible. And um, it's not like, all right, I'm a self-help book. And if you follow follow these 10 steps, like life is going to be great. It's not really one of those. It's Mm -hmm. more about figuring out who you are as self, who, you know, your consciousness and how you experience life, what life actually is and how to enjoy it and not let every single thing push you to the breaking point and being open enough to be like, okay, I'm here, I'm having this experience, but we're living on Earth, pummeling through the galaxy, yeah. spinning around. We're plummeting how, through chaos. Yeah, and, and so how important, really, like, how much am I going to let every single thing affect me and, and, and upset me and cause me, you know, to have these huge emotions and just to kind of be more grounded and settled. It's, Quiet confidence. Yeah. Do you... And like my friends who have problems, I now give them this thing, and I totally lifted it off a of headspace. Do you do like the the meditation apps or anything? Oh, like I, 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 I have a meditation corner in my apartment. <laughs> so I do headspace, and um, and anybody know who knows me and knows that like I don't, I've never had alcohol or drugs. Like knows that I, like when I set some myself to something, I'm like, you know, like I'm in. Yeah. And so the meditation's been like a daily thing for I think I hit 400 days. Oh my it was, gosh. it was one of the tools I used. No, clapping. no, please, no, that's please. phenomenal. <laughs> it's only about today, and and, uh, and and that's and what you're saying is it's kind of it's kind of similar. But Geekscapist, if you're going through a tough time, think about what you are experiencing, your emotions that you're experiencing, and this is right out of headspace. But um, you are uh, watching the blue sky, right? And everybody loves a blue sky, unless you're Heidi. <laughs> Hi, Heidi. Um, yesterday we were walking. She's, the allergies have been so bad. We were walking out of her apartment yesterday, and she goes, what a beautiful day. And I was like, it's trying to kill you. <laughs> the allergies were so bad. But um, imagine this blue sky, and now imagine when your emotions are not so great, and the sky is suddenly gray. Is it still a blue sky? Yes, it simply has clouds in it. And as we all know, clouds pass. So you just have to let yourself feel the emotions and they will pass. They will not knock you down. They will not Mm -mm. define you. Mm -mm. 
they will pass and stabilize yourself in the blue sky. And I, I remember hearing that and being like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. A bad 15 minutes does not m- mean it's a bad day. Nope. And how many times have you had a bad 15 minutes or a bad hour and it d- becomes your bad day and you carry it? And it turns into your bad week, your yes. bad month, your bad year. Just and- because somebody wouldn't fluff your damn pillows. <laughs> Motherfucker, you got to grow up. You got to grow up. You don't, you don't want a woman. You want a mom. You're, 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 you don't it- want a woman. You want a mom. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry God. nobody held you. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I, once again, I, that's a, we, we don't have enough time to delve into that, truly. But yes, correct. You want a mom, right? Not a, not a, not a wife. But I agree with you. I used to be the same way. I mean, with, with acting, my God, I can't tell you how many days were ruined because I would be told no. And then I'd be like, well, that's it. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. And it would parlay into this whole story I would tell myself. Or the guy in Prague where it was a yes, and, but, but then, then the kicker correct. on it was like, oh, it had nothing to do with your talent. So it has to be amazing that Brian comes in first day of happy and is like, we can't, I mean, because you did the UCB thing. You did, yeah. you, you, yes. this, you worked on this. For you should years. be able to reap the fruits. Correct. And, and like, it's, it's so awesome that Brian comes up to you and unhappy and is like, you know what? Like, this is because you're funny. This is because you're actually talented. Yeah. And that is so vindicating. And I think everybody can, you know, you have those moments of self-doubt, no matter what you do, whatever your career is, where you're like, I'm not good enough. I, I, these limiting thoughts, these limiting beliefs, these storylines that we live in and we victimize ourselves. And I did that. And I don't know what happened last year, but something I, when I let go of that relationship, when I said, I am good enough and I'm going to love myself truly freaking love myself in ways I've never done in 32 years of my life. The next, literally two weeks later, I booked happy and Brian and I booked. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. It was like, I told the universe, I love Carly. The universe is like, Carly's going to get love from us now. The universe is like, we're going to fluff your pillows. We're going to fluff your damn pillows, girl. <laughs> and you're going to sleep like a baby angel tonight. But that's, that's the truth. I couldn't believe it. And that's this past year has been, like a wild ride of synchronicities and things connecting. And yeah, working on Happy changed my life. Working with the cast, working with Chris, working with Richie, like they changed my life because the confidence that I have now and the lessons I learned on, on that job, I mean, I will carry that with my life. It's not about the show. It's not about the role. It's not about this podcast. This sure. is amazing. It's, it's about the experiences that have shaped the woman that I am today and the woman I'm trying to become. Geekscapers, we just gave you so much more than movies, video games, and comics and TV. Yeah, we did. And I hope you are enjoying the evolution that this podcast has become um, as it's mirrored my little journey. Um, Numbers-wise, it seems to be doing very healthy. <laughs> um, so I appreciate you wanting a more substantial podcast then what did this dude think of Star Wars? Um, obviously, we do those specials with Ian whenever a big movie comes out. But yes, the reviews and the thoughts and the trailer reactions have kind of gone the way of the Dodo. Um, Geekscapist, uh, speaking of transitions, um, we are moving to a new platform from SoundCloud called Omni. It's something that we're doing here at Westwood One. It's so that I can integrate myself with the West, folks here at Westwood One more and they can do more to promote the show, maximize the show, uh, and push the analytics. And it creates more Geekscapists, which I love because I love all of you. Last week we had an episode here in the studio and then I went and sat down with uh, a longtime Geekscapist of 12 years, our friend Timur from Cologne, Germany. He was in town and we sat down with him for 30 minutes. That podcast is also on the feed, so I tell you to go check it out because... This is about community, and um, we're going to push even further. So we do not want to be like the other geek podcasts that just say, oh, this is what I thought of the last movie. No, you can do that in a basement somewhere. It's not what our life is for. Uh, in my opinion, small opinion, the one you're listening to now, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful. Um, but that's just not what I want to do anymore. Um, what I do want you to do is reward our amazing guest, Carly, with your eyes and ears and go watch happy happy and don't take my word for it you can ian kerner loves this show i love the comic and it just got renewed for a second season so 
it's not just me telling you to watch it. And it's not even just our wonderful guest, Carly, telling you to watch it. This is a show that worked. It made it past its first season. It's going into season two. And you know how rare that is in television, all of you who love shows, only to see that they get canceled. This show's sticking. This show is unique. It's going to be back. I would love to have more happiers. Yes. Happy all cast happiers. members. I'd love to have them on the show. Maybe we'll uh, call up Der- Derek Robertson and, and see what he has to say. Maybe we'll see him this summer at the Comic-Con booth uh, there in San Diego. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, let's um, let's just keep going. And please uh, reward this amazing guest and watch and, uh, and become a fan of hers. I think, I think uh, she's done the work. Oh, you're How's so that? sweet. Where can they follow you? Well, they can follow me on Instagram at official Carly Sullivan. I mm-hmm. recently had to change my uh, my name because my lovely publicists were like, Viosim doesn't work because it's my two cats' names. And okay, like, hold okay. on, hold yeah. on. Okay. Julian, is that true? That's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we threatened him. That's, 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 true. Be, be, before, <laughs> that's true. Before the podcast, we threatened him with an appearance. Yeah, we did. And, and, yeah, and we I'm even s- put him on headphones and a mic. And here he, I'm hey, Julian. so glad that he's making the appearance. I'm so glad. Um, so yeah, they can follow me on Instagram. I'm, I am on Facebook, uh-huh. Carly Sullivan. I'm not on Twitter yet. Uh, Julian, what do you think of that? Is that a strategy that we, you're we pushing? <laughs> yeah, I think so. One yeah. step at a time. Yeah, one, one step, step at a time. time. <laughs> Baby steps with me. They're like, so there's things we need to help you with. We need more <laughs> Carly Sullivan's and yeah. less uh, presidential figures. <laughs> and, and so, so if you could help us, Carly, just you know, promotions one thing, but if you can help help us just by skewing the the uh, quality ratio. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is probably the next thing that I'm trying to reclaim as value in my life. Past Facebook is like, okay, how do I make this tool, which is being used for miseducation, vitriol, and cynicism, into something that actually works for me? Right. <laughs> um, so, sorry if you if you're my friend on Facebook and don't like my journaling, but that's the only reason I want to use it. Um, yeah, Twitter's next. Oh, yeah. I got to jump on the Twitter train. But I'm like you. I have social media issues where I go in and out of even wanting to be on social media. Yeah. Um, so I understand the struggle. But I feel like if I don't jump on Twitter, Julian is going to have his way with me. Julian, so. who are, Julian are you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter. Yeah. At? at? Uh, Jules. J-O-O-L-L-Z. Oh. Z, oh. cool. Z. 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 To represent the street element, the street, Ju- Julian, street cred. Julian's about to have like a million new followers. So. Nah, Jules, uh, follow, Jules. Follow Jules. Follow Jules. Quality content. And he, Jules will tweet when Carl solves. Carl. Jules. <laughs> Oh my God! I might have to do Carl Sells. Julian's shaking his head. Julian's like, no, no. We need the street cred. Yeah, Sholes. yeah. I need the street. I definitely need so the street cred. When you were Carl's dog, Sells dog. Yeah. I'm down. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm Jonathan London on Twitter because I got on that early. Oh dang. Uh, but search for Geekscape on Instagram and Facebook. Again, like Geekscape is your. It's a community. So join the Geekscape Forever group there on Facebook. And let us know what you thought of the solo trailer. Um, I thought it was cool. I did think it was cool. Uh, I just think it's cooler to talk to people. <laughs> um, we love you, Geekscapists. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. I think I've booked the next three weeks, which is really fun for me because uh, sometimes it's stressful to book the show. Um, and uh, I love you. And I may have to start adding more during the week. So really watch that feed. And watch the feed, too, because we're transferring, again, all the episodes to Omni. It's going to be awesome. It's going to help our numbers a whole lot. You may start seeing some ads on the show uh, at the beginning. But um, it's all for the good of paying for this. Uh, <laughs> so Geeks gave us we love you. Uh, thank you for sticking with us and uh, go watch Happy. Yeah. It's on Sci-Fi. It's on the Sci-Fi channel or on demand. <coughs> you can binge watch the whole season right now. Do you got, it. You got your orders, Geeks Gabus. Over and out. We love you. Bye.